We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, what's happening, guys? Welcome into today's show. Hopefully you're hearing me loud and clear. Uh, we are going to do a little hybrid of our Ask the OBR Dueling Mock Drafts presentation we normally do. Should be a fun one. I, I think the reason we need to do it this way, Andrew, as Andrew Spade joins me here, is that it was a day of inaction, but inside that inaction was a lot of talking points and a lot of hypotheticals that I think matter. So we'll start with a hefty how are you doing on this fine Tuesday, my friend. I'm good. Busy day. Busy day. Just sitting down before we went live. So getting caught up on news a little bit, but uh, doing really well. How are you? You know, we traveled, went to Indianapolis out the last few days, uh, really over the weekend. And uh, I forgot, first of all, forgot how boring that drive is from Indy oh, God, uh, back yeah. to back to Columbus to and from. Not, not entirely very fun, uh, but otherwise good. Good to get away for a few days and gather but boy there's a lot of stuff uh, a lot of stuff happening a lot of stuff happening quickly uh with with the browns here and and we should start with what you know what actually happened the browns went out today and signed um a linebacker right uh, i talked yesterday about josh Dobbs, so i don't think i need to go crazy in depth about that but they did go out and sign a, a linebacker today uh i think it was who was it Ma- was it matthew adams signed t- today mm-hmm. so uh, looking at his stuff, and again, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm behind. I'm playing catch up a ton. It does look like he did play some for the Bears last year. Ten games, 189 snaps. Uh, probably based on the number of coverage snaps compared to run defense snaps, looks like he's more of a third linebacker, a sandbacker who's on the field in early down situations. You know, they're going to be missing that player early in the season, Andrew, because of Sione Takitaki situation. Uh, yeah. Obviously, the Browns could add some people here, but the 189 snaps is the second most he's had in his career outside of his rookie year. He had 227, but I think he's got a chance as a special teams player in a situational usage linebacker at 27 years old here. He's out of Houston to to make the roster. Again, we're way out in front of what this all looks like when it when it comes together, but when you can consider that this guy has been with Bubba Ventrone, probably a guy that he pushed for as a special teams player, he had 350 special team snaps. Well, he from his rookie year, 18, 19. I guess I can just share this screen so that I'm not, um, you know, just uh, talking to talking to just you guys by myself. Uh, I'm looking at this. Actually, I can't figure it out. It's not worth it. He, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, technology sup. Um, four years in Indy, 330, 305, 350 involved in pretty much every special teams unit. A little less special teams in 22 with Chicago, only 204. But he had his best special teams, and again, special teams grade a little fluid. He had nine tackles in special teams in those 350 snaps and a 90.8 special teams mark from Pro Football Focus. I would have to go back and watch it. I trust that they would say he's making an impact on special. So, looks to me like special teams guy. They like him. That's the second if you include, um, you know, yesterday's edition at slot corner. Like, they're clearly getting – a couple guys that Bubba is is trying to push for or improve those units. So I don't mind it, and I think it's probably ultimately a signing that helps the team. I think he's got a good chance to make the roster. Anything to add to that? I don't know if I said 
stuff that's already been said from you guys on Unscripted yesterday, Andrew. But um, I, th- I think it seems, um, you know, he's he's got a chance this one, and then uh, obviously the other edition you guys would have talked about last night. Right. Uh, it probably fits in there as well. So yeah, I like that they're trying to make a conceded, a concerted effort here to uh, not conceded, concerted effort to uh, improve specials. You know. Yeah, we kind of talked about it earlier in the offseason before free agency started, the the meat that they were leaving on the bone before they fired Mike Prefer. You know, it's like their special teams have not been good, and, and it's an area that they could improve, and it looks like they're taking that pretty seriously. Like it. I definitely like it. So other news that hit today, uh, as we go look through the OBR's website, which is where you can find all the scrolling news from the Cleveland Browns throughout the day, the biggest piece of news uh, that's actually – you know, uh, we can confirm it is that they had wide receiver Marquise Goodwin on site for a visit. Now there's no signing as we sit here at seven ten. that could change through the evening. It could still be in Berea. It could still be talking to folks, whatever, whatever um, thoughts on that visit in that potential fit, Andrew. Uh, I, I don't dislike it. I, I think he's a, you know, he is a wide receiver that has done well with the opportunities that he's been given right he, ha- he has a specific skill set and it's a skill set that the the browns kind of don't have in 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 great supply at the moment speed and shiftiness so i am in favor of it you know i i think it's it's a lower cost option but it it adds depth to to the room you know i i'm disappointed that they weren't in on trent sherfield at the price point that he got from buffalo i mean maybe they were and he chose buffalo uh, I, I'm disappointed I they weren't that in part. on. I, That's the part that stinks is that we yep. don't. Right. You sometimes get those breadcrumbs of a guy. They were interested in a guy, but sometimes you don't. And like we, and I'm not saying you, but like we'll be critical of them. And then like, yeah. oh, you know, if you talk to Andrew Barry aside with some, you know, some truth serum, he'd be like, hey man, we were actually trying. He just chose a different spot. Anyway, keep going. I right. didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I mean, that's, yeah, I think that's, especially in those sorts of situations where it's so usage dependent, right? I mean, he, all he might need to do is look at how Buffalo has run their offense over the past three years versus how Kevin Stefanski prefers to run his offense. He's like, well, I'm the third wide receiver either way, and I'm going to be on the field about 20% more in Buffalo. So I'm, I'm going to Buffalo, right? I mean, and for yep. less money, right? Because then yep. he's looking at where he's going to make money next year, because if he blows up in Buffalo, he can, he can probably sign a multi-year deal next year. So yeah, I, I, I mean, it, just for the price that it was and the player that he is, that felt like a, a fit. But I think Marquise Goodwin's in the same neighborhood, certainly, and 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 offers really the same things. So that is, um, yeah, to to Manimal's point here, that is the plan B. I mean, I think right. they're yeah. trying to cover bases. They're clearly. I made this point the other day, Andrew. And you got to tell me whether you disagree with it or not. You might. That's fine. I think that that the Browns are far less desperate at wide receiver than people think they are. And I'll give you this example. They have had the, the like last year between the 890 ish that Donovan Peoples Jones put up and the, and the over a thousand that Amari Cooper put up. They have two receivers who can play. Now, yep. your opinion of David Bell is your opinion, and, and that's fine. I, I mean, I think there's way too much unknown, but to me, between then Jakeem Grant, Mike Woods, whatever, like I don't think that they're as desperate as they were at defensive tackle. If they were truly, truly desperate, they would have made a play, trade for Cooks and they would be more in publicly in on Hopkins. I think again, they want to improve this group. If Jerry Judy is attainable, really attainable without some stupid asking price, and we are sort of left in a gray area of what the, the like I wish there's two things I wish about free agency. I wish we could know every offer that was made to a player. If a player chooses that team, who else made an offer? I would love, that'd be so great to know that. Never going to get it, but it'd be great. The second piece would be like, hey, trade negotiations. What was offer? Like, what? who was being unreasonable? Who wouldn't meet the price and who, I just wish. It's never going to happen, mm-hmm. just wish. So my point is, they're not desperate for wide receiver play because they have two baseline players who can play. They know they have Njoku. And they think they have a guy in David Bell they like, and they think that they can draft a guy. There's no doubt they can draft a guy at 42 or 98 that's going to have some sort of skill set that can help. Whether that ends up being something substantial or not, we'll see. But to me, they were desperate at defensive tackle, and they were acting desperate. They were in on Javon Hargrave. They were in on Draymond Jones, and they were definitely, as we know, all in on going quickly and shifting gears to Dalvin Tomlinson. They're not acting desperate at wide receiver, nor should they. Is is Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones a great setup? Not great. Pretty good, though. Compared, If you look around the league, it's not bad. It's, it's above average. But do they want to get better? And the point has always been that they want to get better. So, like, 
yeah, if you have a real chance to go get somebody who maybe is a cast off of a new regime in a different place, they're going to do it. But they're not going to get desperate and trade for 30 year old Brandon Cooks or 31 year old chunky contracts of, of Hopkins. Like, I just don't think that's the smart move here. If you can get a rookie controlled player, I think that they're interested in that angle and they will try to improve it. But I don't think they need to act crazy desperate at wide receiver. I just don't think, and they're they're not acting that way. Now, they could trade 42 and Newsom tomorrow and we're like, maybe they were a little bit desperate, right? But I don't, I don't get the vibe that they should because they have baseline. Like Amari Cooper is a low-grade wide receiver one. And he's a lot better than a lot of teams have. And, and Donovan Peoples-Jones, although clear limitations that we have been talking about for years, has gotten better every year. He has gotten better every year. He's not great. There are, like I said, spots that we can pick on, but he has gotten better. And we think that, that David Bell has some qualities that might end up showing up. It's too early to make a verdict on him. We like Mike Woods a little. I'm just saying, Andrew, like, they want to improve wide receiver. I want them to. I want them to spend pick 42 on wide receiver. I want them to spend... Uh, if they could have gone out and gotten somebody like we've talked, like Darius Slayton, I'd have been in. In Sherfield, I'd have been fine. And Marquise Goodwin, I'd be fine with. Ways to improve this. But I just don't think there's reason for them to be like, oh, my God, they didn't trade for Brandon Cooks. How stupid. Like, I don't think they need to – they don't need to act that way. I think if there's a guy out there, like, that can really, really, for a long time here, be a part of this thing and set you up, that would be worth it. Right. That big swing but I, I don't think you have to do a desperation type deal. That's just me though. Do you think that they should be pushing for Hopkins? Do you think they should have traded for cooks? I think there's another side of this can be argued. Yeah. I mean, I was never in favor of cooks just because he doesn't, to me, he doesn't move the needle in terms of explosive plays, which is I think what they're missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm in favor of Hopkins. If the contract can be figured out to a level that is, commensurate with the player that he's going to be going forward. I don't want to be paying for past production with DeAndre Hopkins. Um, whether or not he's on board with that is, I think, an open question. Uh, and then Jerry Judy is just a completely different situation because he's 23. Um, he is still under team control for, I, I believe, uh, uh, two years. So you could extend him and and still use some of his cheap contract to, to lower the overall number for the next five years, something that Jack Duffin has talked about extensively. Um, you know, he, he's a player that is worth premium assets because he is a premium asset, a uh, 23 year old, <laughs> relatively cost controlled wide receiver. Those don't grow on trees. And he played you his best two football cost control. You get two exactly. years of it with your right. option. I'm, I'm trying to answer to your great point you're making there and yeah. adding on to it. Just so we re-explain this. He's yes. got two years, his, his, his fourth year of his first year, con- first year, first round draft pick rookie deal. He'll get the fifth year option picked up and then. That extension you do sign him to comes later. That's right. when Amari Cooper's off your book. So he would be paid what Amari Cooper is essentially paid. Right. Just wanted to clarify that. So while he yep. does, you're obligated, yes, because he's good, you're not going to be paying two big-time wide receivers at the same time, which is what we'd like to avoid in general. Right. And it so it solves a problem that doesn't exist for the Browns this year but does exist for the Browns in the future right now, which is that they ha- they currently do not have uh, a, a, wide re- a young wide receiver on on the team that I think is worth committing a long-term high-value contract to. I, I don't think Donovan yeah. Peoples-Jones is that player, and Amari mm-hmm. Cooper is getting older despite still being quite young. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so so Jerry Judy becomes your future number one, you know, build build your offense around Deshaun Watson and, and Jerry Judy. Those are sort of now your twin building blocks. And, you know, he's not – He's not a top five receiver in the league, but he ha- he played his best football at the end of 2022, and he is an ascending player, I believe. So he is he is you know I don't want to give up 42, but he is worth 42. Yeah, so that's the thing, right? You're making a great point there, and I do want to push back a smidge on De- Donovan Peoples Jones. It depends what he's going after. Like, exactly. what's he chasing? Is he oh, chasing 100%. Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. number? Is he chasing something? I think he is a nice secondary wide receiver yeah. option. And you might ask why, Jake. Why do you like? Because he catches the football. And that's invaluable in the NFL. To, to catch weird location throws and go up and be able to catch contest. Not a great separator, but, it, I mean, again, you're not getting a t- Like, you don't get a ton. You need role fillers and i think he can do a lot of things that are good so i and i know you weren't saying write him off no matter what but Mm -hmm. i just kind of want to add if donovan's like asking for 12 million a year 
Exactly. I'm good. I'm good, man. But if exactly. you're coming in at like six and a half, seven on Done. a nice extension, Done. we love you. Let's do yep. it. Let's keep it. Yep. But anyway, do, am I going to get mad if they go sign DJ Shark or Nicole Hardman or some of these others? No, I'm not. I want to know what angle you're taking. They obviously brought in Goodwin. They're considering the idea. Goodwin's a bit different. He's not on the younger side the way Shark or, um, you know, uh, Nicole Hardman are. But like, I think that you can aim to improve, and it's clear they want to improve wide receiver without being desperate to do so. Yep, so exactly. I think last year there was some desperation. And not that the Amari – like the Amari Cooper trade ended up working out in a way that like they got away with it. It was just like – I would imagine they were sitting in that office and they're like, what's going on? Like, I, I mean, I just, I think it was the perfect mesh of where they would have been desperate last year, because if they would have went into last year without Amari Cooper, imagine that, right? Imagine that. So um, that, and I think it, it, I'll say this, Andrew, I'm willing to say this. Amari Cooper was landed before Deshaun Watson. Am I right on yep. that? I'm pretty yep. sure. Correct. Yep. I don't know how they could have made the trade without having Cooper in place. I really Agreed. don't know how they 100%. could have done it. Because what on earth would they have done? Like, I'm just thinking about like what on earth would they have done? They they would have been in a bad spot. I just I think that 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 trade having that wide receiver in place that you knew you could mend, like bend that contract, made them think okay we can push three firsts into this and make it happen because we have now this flexibility right. So anyway, a couple key wide receiver questions and and ironically I've seen them come up. What player are you willing to get? Are you willing to give up 42 in a player? Let me ask you that. I, I mean, in my mind, 42 is sufficient for a player who's who's due a contract. I'd throw in a, a late round pick before I'd throw in a player, you know. Okay, you just answer uh, me yes or no. Here we go. Lightning okay. round. Yeah, sure. 42 in Greg Newsom. No. 42 in JOK. No. 42 and Grant Delpit. No. Okay, so you're you're cutting it off at those types of plays. So you would do like 42 and trying to think of who else kind of lower. Let me ask you this one. This is another interesting one. 42 and Martin Emerson. No. 42 and White Teller. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Okay, we found one. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, 42 and Teller is where we would be. I think I tend to lean in your direction. We were talking in the OBR Slack about like giving up JOK, 42 and JOK. And I'm like, hey, man, that's kind of like you you, you, can, you give up JOK and you have an absolutely laughable linebacker room. And I'm, while I don't want you spending a ton of money on linebacker, you can't just like defensive tackle last year, expose yourself to being historically bad at a position. Because yep. that's what you'd be doing. You'd be putting yourself in, in a real spot of being historically bad. So yep. um, I, anyway. I just want to point out, too, like yeah, the, the, the trade compensation stuff on Judy has all been reported by Ben Albright. And yes. uh, aside from, you know, uh, comments on his reporting style and stuff like that, just I think bottom line, he's representing the Denver point of view. Right. So that's their asking price. So if I'm the Browns, I'm not giving them what they're asking. That's not how trades, right? So the, the compromise is somewhere between. So he's saying a high second and a player. So to me, that means you could get away with, I mean, if you're giving up Newsom, it would be like 98 and Newsom would make more sense, right? I mean, yes, the, totally. because it's going to be a, a trade that gets consecrated here is going to be a compromise. It's not going to just be some team handing Denver whatever they want. Okay, 98 and... Um, okay, here we go. Let me find. Okay, ninety-eight and J. Okay. I mean, I yeah, I think now now it's a lot harder yes to no, say Andrew. no to that, right? Because you still yeah, have forty-two yes to no. work with. Yes or I'll no? I'll say yes. I'll say yes. Okay, ninety-eight and Greg Newsom. Probably not. I, I value Newsom higher than J. Okay. Okay, ninety-eight and Martin Emerson. No, I think Emerson's better even than Newsom. I mean, I, Ooh, I think the other thing spicy. here, Jake, is like, do they do a pick swap then? Right. So, like, if you're giving up a player and the Broncos are giving up a player. Is it like 98 for 140 ish? And you know what I mean? Like, is it that sort of a situation? The, the Bron- mm-hmm. Browns have really used pick swaps to their advantage in the past in trades. And I think, you know, certain franchises that aren't analytically inclined, see the pick swap as a, as a plus because they can sell that they got another pick, but they're giving up another one a few rounds later. Okay. What about 98 
and Grand Elbit. Yeah, I'd do that. What about a straight up trade? You ready? Mm-hmm. Jerry Judy for Denzel Ward. I'm all over that, man. He's all over it. Okay. I like it. Last one for you. Very Ready? cool that you're not answering any of these. Oh, I love it. It's great. It's great to be the question asker. 98 <laughs> in Nick Chubb. I mean, I think I think I would say yes, but I think that that probably undersells what Nick Chubb is worth. I think it does too. And it's so complicated and it's so, yeah. it makes people so fired up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fun, fun discussion. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Here's what we're doing today. We're adding in uh, questions. If you come up with good questions, I will pose those questions in the chat that that you do. Uh, We're doing a live mock. Andrew's going to do pro football focus. I'm going to do fan speak. We're going to go through it. It's not going to be that formal. Still think some things have to happen. I am going to throw up that in this hypothetical, okay, um, we are going to have these additions. We're going to add Justin Houston at edge. We're going to add Matt Ioannidis inside. We're going to bring back Anthony Walker, and we're going to – have Marquise Goodwin be the addition. So we are not trading for Jerry Judy in this hypothetical. Okay. All right. Good stuff. Yep. This is a question. Could we trade Ward for first six weeks? <laughs> Stop it. Stop. Very it. Very clever. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do fan speak. So I will add myself here. And if somebody asked a good question up here, and I want to get to this before we start. Uh, let me see if I can find it. I apologize if I don't find this. Ah, here it is. Would you be interested in moving up if they don't do the Jerry Judy thing, whatever, whatever, and say pick 27 hits and Jackson Smith and Jigba is on the board? Would you be interested in moving up, finding a way to move up through probably some sort of player pick addition to go get a wide receiver like Jackson Smith and Jigba, largely because you get the fifth year of control? And that's what's interesting to me with the Browns' current dicey cap situation is like, that fifth year of control would be really nice for some of the structures they have in place. So I don't rule this out. I know some sure. people think that, that they will never trade up when they've shown us they will trade up. That would be a big leap. But that control situation 
is very compelling. Let's see what Jackson Smith and Jigba runs with the 40 at his, at his pro day. I'm very interested in that. Not that it determines whether I would or not, because I would, but I, I want to see some of the other stuff trickle in for him because um, he's one of the few that I would be willing. I'm not going up for Mario Addison. I'm like, not Mario, Jordan Addison. I'm not going up for some of the others who flowed into the first round. Quentin Johnston, I'm not doing that. But Jackson Smith and Jig was interesting. I would be, if he's sliding and he's around about 27-ish, can't go up to like you can't go up to like inside the top twenty. You just don't have enough. You'd have to give up somebody really good, and right. I don't. You don't. You don't see those kinds of trades happen in draft yep. like that. So um, the, the, the team that I, I would be that. looking at, Jake, is is the Cowboys at twenty six, just because their their value of players is is I think pretty different to the Browns generally, mm-hmm. and um, they also like they they gave the Browns a pick swap last year for the in the Cooper deal. Um, so like they're they're amenable to those sorts of trades. So that like looking at the board and, and where it all falls, I don't think you can let him get to twenty seven. I, yeah. I would I think twenty six you could maybe pull something off where you 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 give him forty two and then you pick swap like ninety eight for something in the fifth or sixth round, something like that. Plus a yeah, player. There, maybe a there, if, it may be Greg Newsom. There's a chart, the uh trade compensation chart. So you're asking here, which is a good question on what type of deal would you have to give up? to move up to 26. So 26 on Rich Hill's chart value is worth 222.7. So mm-hmm. if you give up 42, that's 141. You need to make up like 80 points of value. So you're talking about 42 and 98 puts you at like 190. And then maybe you can give up somebody Dallas is interested, a, a player. Like a, Bryant, maybe Something yeah, well, we can hope. Uh, something of relevance. <laughs> Does Dallas need... Uh, like Nick Harris to interest them. I don't know. I really, I right. really don't know, but it would probably be some sort of third layer to that, uh, to get that sort of deal done. So just a heads up on, on what that uh, value chart yeah. looks like to yeah. give you a picture painted. It would be giving up forty two ninety eight, and then perhaps even something in 24, if I'm being honest to go do that, uh, maybe your second round pick in 24 to move up, to get that deal done. Yeah, that'd be um, pretty spicy. It would be spicy, but again, I could, if you love them, and you've yep. you've moved on yep. from Judy, and you want to you want to land that player, and you've mm-hmm. done everything else to solve every. You sign Ionitis, you yeah. sign these guys we listed here. Right. I could see it being something you do. So I'm going to get I, the first round started. Go ahead. I just would say, I mean, if if we're talking about that kind of a boatload of compensation to go get a rookie wide receiver, I'm 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 I would rather them make a stronger offer for a Jerry Judy because I yeah. I just have a I have a built in preference for players that have done it in the NFL. I mean, I'm you can you. like a, a prospect's evaluation all you want. But there's nothing to me that's as good as seeing a player actually playing against NFL talent, uh, you know, in an NFL game. And still two years of cost control. Exactly. Duty. Yeah, so, right. Um, I am up here at pick 11 in the second round. Guys who went out just in front of me. Um, guys that I like. Now, I don't think Zach, Har- Zach Harrison could be based on tools um, from the rate. It goes to the Raiders here in the. Uh, second round, early second round. It, it wouldn't stun me. He's got a his athleticism with physique is crazy. Uh, Zay Flowers, Dalton Kincaid, and Jalen Hyatt go right out in front of me. So, um, and again, you've seen what we have picked here. You see the guys that we've added to the current structure. We're not doing anything with Jerry Judy or any other hypothetical trades. Uh, I'm just drafting straight up. Andrew will draft straight up. We're not trading guys that I am the most interested in this spot. I love BJ Ojolari. If I can get him. I really want to take him because he is a pass rush supreme that will like him rotating with Okoronkwo is such a home run to me. I love Ojolari here. I also love other guys, Addy out of inside out presence, Lucas Vaness. These draft boards are fluky. He is not going to be here. If Lucas Vaness were here, he's taken. We're taking him, but he's not. I'm just telling you, he's gone in the first round. Um, Felix Anadike Ozoma is interesting. You know I love Jack Campbell in this situation with what we have left as some spots. I mean, I, I like Campbell, but I don't know that I would take him over some players on the board. Julius Brintz, the corner is fun. Tui Tula Pelotu has now had documented visits coming to uh, the Pittsburgh and Baltimore, which is just so on brand for them. Um, a very, very dissected interior player, Kalijah Kansi. Small, but explosive. But again, how much do you value him being any sort of impact against the run? Because it's dicey. 
is a lot of people that think he could go early to late first based on just traits. Um, but that, that comes with risk. I like Derek Hall. You know that I don't, I think for the last draft, I took <laughs> these last one. I did this with Pete Smith a few weeks ago, Andrew. I think I took, I think I took Ojolari and he took Addy. Um, in this case, I, I, with adding Justin Houston and wanting, I'd be fine with either of these guys. I just going to go with who's higher on my board. And I have Ojolari a little higher on my board. So I'll just make that pick. So that's who I'll go with. We'll switch over to your board um, and see what you have. I, I Listen, I think Adebayor is going to be there. I don't think saying there's any chance. Yeah. I don't think that he could be taken before pick 42, but I don't. I mean, there's definitely a chance he's there. He's he's sort of a hybrid. He's a tweener, right? You can do a lot of fun stuff with that, but sometimes guys being tweeners is like wh- why you see them available at the spot they're available. I do agree if Zay Flowers is there, small, but you might be looking at another version, a slightly less talented version of Antonio Brown, um, and that's always tempting from a wide receiver spot um, without hopefully the baggage because that – Right. Early Antonio Brown, yep. we'll call it. Okay, so who's going? It looks like Trenton Simpson, Darnell Wright. That's a bummer that Josh Downs goes the pick in front of you. Yeah, not pleased about that because he's one I'd be in. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And 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 in this scenario, we have not addressed wide receiver other than Marquise Goodwin. So, you know, it's Correct. it's a strong lean towards wide receiver if one's available. Mm-hmm. Um, really, the only guy, the only name, you know, that has been talked about in that range is is Tank Dell. Um, but I don't, I, that's not a fit for me in my mind. Um, so I started looking at trade right away once I saw how this board shook out, shook out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got two, two proposals that I think are pretty juicy. Um, the Rams, according to this would give 69 and 77. And I've got a, I've got a 32% chance. They'll also give me a third next year. So that's three thirds for forty two, which to me is really good value. Yeah, that's pretty good. Certainly worth offering. I think you would probably have to give up something with that, like a one ninety. Right. Um, but worth yeah. offering up to try. Yeah. That gives it that gets it to forty seven. The other one that I just want to talk about quickly, because it's this is the sort of thing where it's like it would tempt these guys. I know it would. Dropping all the way back to ninety three, but then you get a two and a three next year. You know, that they did that. I'd be so bummed. I I get where they would do that in certain other years, but man, when they're in their now window, I I mean, I agree with you. I'm and I think you're you're throwing out a very like in other years, I think that would be something they would do. But God, if they go into this year where they really need to add talent and they don't really get man again to 93, I mean, if that's a trade that a team would take in this scenario, I think they'd do it. if you think they do it, then I'm not telling you how to draft. You draft. Well, I'm not saying I want to do it, but I think they would do it because I think <laughs> yeah, they want. I, I think having two twos next year would really help them do what they want to do as they start to move into the. Because they, I mean, to your point, Jake, they've got a two year window, and and so next year would be the last year of that two year window, and so they're going to be looking at losing a lot of the the high value players on the team at the end of that that period, right? I mean, the guards mm-hmm. are probably gone. Uh, Nick Chubb is gone. I mean, there's a, there's a list of guys that won't be back, and and two twos is a great way to you know kind of fix that problem. But for for this for this exercise, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna make the I'm gonna make the move with the Rams and pick up three threes. I think that's value wise, that's a better. So I'll offer them one ninety. Oh, they turned it down. What jerks? You better spice it up. Maybe you have to throw in like one forty two. Yeah, I mean, so you'd be going 42, 142, 60. Yeah, I mean, it's still pretty good. But let me check the chart on that just to double check and sure. see the feasibility. So 69 and 77 comes out to – so 69 is worth 71 points. 77 is worth 60. So you're talking about, you know, a decent shot here at a 130. And then next year's three, you kind of base an, a three next year on like a uh, – a halfway point right so you do like a pick 83 or so so you're talking about 70 60 and 52 is kind of the number you're looking at there so you know you math was is out there you're at like 180 so 42 is worth 140 and then 142 is worth 14 you'd be getting the better end of the deal 
as 69.77 in a round three next year for 42 and 142. Yep. You'd be getting right. the better end of that deal. So that if they take it, that's a good trade offer and accept. We did it. Okay. We did it, so Joe. That, that to me seems in the realm of like, that's fair. Yeah. So, and, and again, a, a very believable trade for them to make adding a three next year and then, and then basically, you know, doubling up threes this year in, in a position mm-hmm. where there's like six guys that I'd have been okay taking here. So you get a chance that one of them falls to 69. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. Hit your resume and let's get to your first pick, which is pick 69. Nice. Good spot to draft in. <laughs> All right. Run it out. And you are up and we have on the board for you. Uh, Luke Whipler is a fun interior player. Sam Laporte is a nice tight end. Joe Tipman is a guy I really like in the interior. Carl Brooks tested. Okay. Um, is still a fun player. Nick Herbig's a really fun rush edge. Hodges Tomlinson's a slot guy that could be a nice player for you. Um, Jamie Robinson, a flexible safety can do some different things. Jordan battle the same. Um, but, uh, you know, if you haven't, if you want an opinion on a guy you like, let me know, I'll throw you back my opinion. Um, but yeah, let, let me know where you go with this pick. Well, I think the guy that I I'm looking at here is the guy that I was looking at before. I think PFF has him lower than, you know, I think he is right now in terms of where the draft is, but I think Tyler Scott is a name that like at this point you'd be locking in a, a really solid choice at wide receiver and, you know, I mean, I like A.T. Perry all right, too, but Tyler Scott with the Cleveland connection and, and you know, his athleticism seems like a good choice to me. That's who I'm taking on my side, just to give you a heads up, but I think your route is really realistic because, like, I think the Browns sliding back into the 50 to 65 range, Yep, it feels like Scott's definitely going to be there. So if they mm-hmm. liked him a lot and they right. wanted to gather the sort of assets that you're talking about, it makes a ton of sense to me. So I think, you know, you're going to take Tyler Scott. I'm going to take him. But like, I yep. think that you're in the realm more realistically from like 50 to 75 of getting right. him. I'm going to take him at 98. I really have a hard time seeing him there at 98. But, but yeah, go ahead and take him and uh, uh, run it out. Go ahead. Yep. Back on the board already. So Actually, now- I'm not going to take him. I thought he'd be here. He was selected in the. 80s on my side 88 okay so there that, that, that kind of them. backs up what you're expecting yeah it does so a yeah. little later in the 80s but that again that sweet spot is the 50s to 70s mm. uh for me okay so i'll throw it up back on my side and then we'll come back for your next one so um i don't really love where my board is for a player at this spot obviously i took bj ojalari on my side with the, mm-hmm. the pick 42 there are some wide receivers here I love. And again, this is somebody else's draft board. So, you know, some guys could go different than yours. Obviously, there's different valuations here. But uh, D-line, I don't love. I mean, Carl Brooks is there, who I like. He's just a little old. I mean, Jalen Redmond's fun. I, I am all in on Moro Ojimo down here at 210. I think that's completely undervalued. Uh, maybe I can cheat the board a little bit there. But uh, offensive tackle. Not anybody I'm crazy about if I wanted to add someone there. I think they're good on the interior until far later. I mean, A.T. Perry's at the top of the board, and I do like A.T. Perry, but again, a little bit older. The guys that I'm most interested in, Jonathan Mingo, Trey Palmer, feel like I'd be much more comfortable taking them at 111. And I like mm-hmm. Parker Washington as well. Bryce Ford Wheaton, there's a lot of wide receivers I could get into. And Keishon Boutte, man, like, it's got a chance to slip down draft boards and laugh about it in a few years that I don't like the talent is there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, at this spot, man, uh, it's kind of hard for me. The The position that I'd like to attack is inside, but there's really not a great inside option at this spot. I would probably look to trade out. Now, again, I don't have a trade offer that came up, but I would look to at this spot, maybe end up saying, can I move this pick into the future? Right. Right. Um, so I would look at a team maybe who's looking hungry to come up uh, and I'm kind of guessing, I don't know where teams are say green Bay is trying to add more assets to the Jordan love trade. If that ever happens, the situation with Aaron Rodgers. could you get a future two out of that? I don't know. You, you would try, right. right. You know? So right. I think we could try proposing that and see what happens. It's declined. It's going to be kind of tricky to trade. Usually with this simulator, they like to do, a bit more concrete, um, you know, situation. So well, let's try to see if there's somebody close. Uh, 
who wants to come up um, the fourth round. Let's see if uh, Atlanta wants to do some sort of uh, trade. So we'll move off of Green Bay, try Atlanta real quick, and then we'll get back and I'll just take a player. So Atlanta would give up something in the future. We could give up pick 35. I mean, I don't know that I want to just move off of it for a third next year. I don't think it's going to work. That's okay. Uh, We'll take a player where we're here. Uh, I certainly think the Browns are interested, way more interested in still adding at safety than we probably understand. Um, JL Skinner is fun, you know, because Grant Delpit's got one more year and his rookie contract's done. And do they want to spend up on that Mm -hmm. player or not? I don't know. And they do need to replace that third safety role. So, you know, that third safety slowly becomes your next safety next to him. I think Skinner's probably who I would go with here. I don't really love doubling up too much at, at, at some of these positions. Again, corner is some guys there I like, but I feel a little better about it later. Running back, so loaded, I would go later. And I think I think we're going to take Skinner, feel pretty good about it, add an addition uh, to that group, that'll the, the safety group that has an eye now and the future. He can help next year. He can do a bunch of fun stuff in your secondary. Right. Um. Okay, back over to you. So you're up at pick what now, 98? 77. This is the second one we got from the Rams. Okay. So this, this is why I like it, because it's really two bites at the apple. You know, we got we got uh, Tyler Scott, you know, at 60, 69, and uh, now we're back up, you know, eight picks later, and it's it's basically the same board, but but you have the chance to really land another player here. And I think I've been looking at this while you've been working through your situation. I think, Jake, this is a situation where – it's kind of what you've been talking about. Do they bend to the age guardrails a little bit to get a guy that can help them this year? You know, you, yeah, you mean, you, I mean, you mentioned Carl Brooks earlier, like he's a little older. Yes, but he's also very athletic. So, you know, do you, do you bend the age guardrails a little bit to make something like that work? Cause there's not really another edge. I mean, I'll, I'll pull up the board just for the edges here. You know, it's, it's, it's Brooks. And then, cricket i mean we're in the you know Herbig is fun he's got a ton he's not big but he's got a ton of like uh, i mean he's a refined rusher like i, I yeah, mean I again you can click on him and, and and pull it up and see for some of the measurable stuff the other guys i like there are not great in that range so um yeah i mean again i understand mike morris didn't test as well brooks actually tested okay it wasn't i wouldn't call it horrible he was okay, uh, but he's a fun football player too. Like he's got that inside-out stuff that you like—a guy who can line uh, in different different situations for different body types, type of thing. Right. It's a little bit. It's it's either that or they do another third-round corner and go Hodges Tomlinson, right? Yeah, they could. I mean, I think they should. They should really. I mean, I don't know. The guy can play. They have yeah. signed. The thing about it is, I feel less confident in that decision than I have before due to some mm-hmm. things they've done, but like how does Thomas is a step in and start slot player. Like he would start at slot and he would be nice. The problem is like, again, where are you putting some of these guys? You're run, you're running up a lot of those guys. And it's like, I'm still confused about their corner scenario because you have a guy who played in slot last year, didn't want to play there and he's been vocal about it. So what are you doing? How are you working this out? Mm-hmm. I, but again, I'd be fine with him. I mean, he can play, he can, he can certainly play. So, yeah. well, I'm going to pull the trigger on Carl Brooks. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, so you got Brooks, and then you took Tyler Scott earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to add mine back up, which will start up the next round. All right, so we've taken BJ Ojolari. Oh, we do have a trade offer. We have a couple on pick 111 here. So we can get back a fourth and fifth from two different teams. So we could essentially double up. I'm, I'm certainly not trading with the Ravens so they can pound sand, but uh, this is, let me see. This is what I like. They let me see who's available here. A lot of similar names. We're up again at 126, and this would be right around it. I would like to see if we can parlay one of these picks here and turn it into something in 24. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see here who's available. Um. Yeah, I'm not crazy about chasing any one player here considering what we've done so far. So I would take that Chargers offer. So we'll be up here in just a little bit again. So now we're up at pick 23. Um, available players. A.T. Perry is still available. Nick Herbig still available. Tank Bigsby, man, is a fun, fun player. Um, boy, the wide receiver stuff is it's a lot of talent. It looks like... 
the funny thing is they do a nice job of not like Trey Palmer went, mm-hmm. which is fascinating to me. And then somebody like from, from the big board, they, they came in and swept up Mingo, which that's like way off the value of what he's, or did I not see, or did I see Mingo or did I not see? I don't took, someone took him somewhere. If, if Parker Washington's here, he is young, a yep. tough SOB. I need yep. to see his testing still. I haven't seen it. Yeah, we could repurpose that. If they do get Jonathan Mingo, if you have been a soldier and held on to your Barkevius Mingo jersey from years ago and you can repurpose that, ma- major kudos to you. Major kudos. Um, Looking at linebacker, like I said, I'm interested in Dorian Williams for sure. Ivan Pace is fun. Not forcing that right now. A corner, again. Kytrell Clark is is a solid option. Eli Ricks a solid option. But again, I think you can get some fun options there. Late tight end Payne Durham, Josh Wiley, Davis Allen, all good options. Zach Coons, one of the best tight end tested ever, uh, is is out there too. I would say my board would have Parker Washington higher. Just a fantastic catch point football player. Um, again, I just if he tests poorly though, I, I'm a little concerned. But He's, he hasn't even turned 21 yet, so I know they're they're definitely interested in some of those elements too. And the tape is good, and you watched him play Ohio State this year. You know he can play. I'll take Parker Washington. So I've taken Ojolari, Skinner, and Parker Washington on my side. Um, and I'll – I think I'm up like – am I up the next pick? I think I am. Yeah. I'll, put, I'll make my, my second pick here real quick. If I'm adding somebody who I want to play inside out, Man, I'm so tempted to take either Andre Carter, who's falling, but I, how much edge do you need, right? That's almost too many. Colby Wooden's fun because he can be an inside-out guy. But if Moro Ojimo's there, they've got him all screwed up ranking-wise. I'm going to try to be a little bit more realistic. I actually think this is a little late, but I'm going to take Ojimo at defensive tackle. So um, that's who I'll go with. We'll come back to you now, Andrew. Yeah, so on the board here at 98, and uh, we've got Tank Dell still there. Um, you know, Hodges Tomlinson still hanging around, A.T. Perry. Ojibo, who you just selected, um, you know, Parker Washington. Uh, yeah, so, I, you know, it's not maybe the, the best group of players, but, um, you know, I, you mentioned Skinner, the safety from Boise State. I also, um, what, do you have thoughts on Ronnie Hickman? Um, I think Ronnie is a, a player who is concerning hips for me. He doesn't tackle in space. Well, I think he's got solid coverage feel, but mm-hmm. his, his play in space makes me uneasy on times. Gotcha. Like, uh, again, it depends if you're looking for a guy who you think can feel out deep split coverage, different things like that. I think he's developable, but I also need to see a full testing slate from Hickman. That's the problem. Like, we still don't have full picture on some of these guys, especially these Ohio State guys. So I need to see more from him. But he's a he's an enticing prospect. Okay. Well, I think based on where it's at and the the value at the pick and and the need of the team, I'm going to go ahead and draft a uh, Hodges Tomlinson here. Okay, I like it. He will definitely play. That's for sure. Um, all right, let's keep moving through. You took Tom, Hodges Tomlinson. Come back to my side again. My trade landed us uh, an additional fifth, so we have five, seven, and twenty-one in this round. I would really like to to find a way to move this. I would move one of these three. Yeah, like, try to move it for a four. Um, but I don't think that the, the, this simulator is very strange. Like, I wish we could get a variety. Like, Pro Football Focus does the best job of trade values. But mm-hmm. these guys do a really good job of variety of board types to mix up the mundane. So that's the only thing I kind of complain about. But anyway, if we're at this spot, if Rashawn Johnson is here, I think he's really good. I think he is an exceptional player who's hidden behind Bajan Robinson, mm-hmm. makes people miss in space, can run gap and zone concepts from the gun with a lot of comfort. If Rashawn Johnson is there, I'm taking him. So just cool. a heads up on that. I'm two picks yeah. later. I guess I got to keep picking guys. Yeah. It's just keep so running. terrible. Just keep running. I will take inside out flex player. I like a lot. Uh, I'll take Kobe, uh, Colby Wooden uh, as well. And I'll come back to you, uh, to yours, Andrew, and you'll go your pick. One eleven is up now. One eleven. Yep. Uh, 
we we did lose uh, we lost out on JL Skinner. He went two picks after after we selected. He went a hundred to the Raiders, so it's a miss. Tank Dell finally went at one oh five. Uh Parker Washington went. So kind of sitting around here and you know, I, I, I like the name that you said, Ojimo earlier is in terms of like a you know, another guy, another piece on the interior. Um uh, you know, and I I, I this is where my draft knowledge once we get past about 100 players it starts to be a little bit of like how many of these names do i really recognize so there's any <laughs> names that jump out to you jake yeah um okay go, go to the top again and we'll talk through it so you already taken uh tyler scott now i will say if they don't sign somebody they could take two wide receivers in this draft yeah hockey. yeah uh, for me personally at 111 if ojimo's there i'm taking it yeah like he is yeah. A very fun uh, rush first defensive tackle who I think would entice them a ton. Um, mm-hmm. Good production. Um, and I think the testing, again, I have to kind of look into some of these things with the, the testing's not always like as, as quickly available as I would like it to be. But I'm pretty sure Ojimo tested pretty well too. Let me find an answer on that one uh, quickly here. Because, like you said, we don't do this draft specific and solo stuff for a living. So uh, let me tell you right now, it does get. I do these mock drafts every day, and every now and again, there's like, oh, okay. Uh, Ojimo was a 9.1 RAS guy, which tells you a story. He doesn't have great size, yep. six two and a half, two ninety, but great that's what twenty that's what yard, I like for a three tech. He is a three cone shuttle, good, good play. But again, you had a thirty three vertical and a nine oh four broad. That's ex- like explosive yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's an elite explosion score. Great All speed right. score, good agility. It's just he's not huge, right? So I, I like him if I can get him in that one eleven spot. Whew. Drafted. I also like him at 98, to be honest, but that's a different conversation. All right, well, so you I'm, are going to go together a hell of a class here, then. Uh, let's see, that's what I'm talking about. I can I can actually um, make this next pick too, because I was gonna I was thinking about drafting him at, at 111. And he's here still. I want Deuce Vaughn at 126. All right, Deuce Vaughn, good running back. I would have no issue with Deuce Vaughn, pass catcher, yep. space yep. creator, all the above. I, I, I love yep. him. Um, yep. Okay, so I'm going to come back to my board now. Um, we traded out of our third fifth round pick for a team. I think the Arizona Cardinals traded us their fifth round pick next year, which I think will be a much better fifth round pick than what yeah, we have. That's a good trade. So yeah. I took that offer. Uh, so we're up in round six. I think pick 190 is what the pick would be. And I uh, am enticed by two positions currently. One is a slot corner that I really like, which the guy I wanted is still sitting here, Kytrell Clark from Louisville. So that is going to be the player that I ultimately hopefully can take i guess i forgot i have to start the damn round and he's gone so i'm gonna have to change my plan <laughs> the other position i was very interested in is tight end and if davis allen is sitting here i would be interested now they signed akins for two years but that doesn't mean you're turning off the tight end tight end interest altogether i can't imagine some of these are fake like the bootay situation like he can't be here there's no way he's there at pick 203 some people don't think he'll even be drafted but i think that's bananas i think he's going to get drafted and I don't think it's going to be 203. There's just too much connection to some of that stuff. Um, so that stinks. I lost the guy I wanted at slot corner. I guess I could have tried to move up, but I didn't know that he would go that quick. So we're not going to force that spot. Um, other positions, we already drafted a back. Wide receiver. I'll tell you what, man. I want to tight end, and I've been pretty vocal about it. I've already drafted a lot of guys I really like in a lot of these spots. Kobe Turner from Wake Forest to D tackles. Interesting. A pass rush guy. Originally Richmond transferred to Wake Forest has a nice interior rush. Uh, Broderick Martin from Western Kentucky is a bigger guy, more of a, obviously a shade, a huge, huge football player, mountain of a man. Um, linebacker, I guess since we didn't address it that well in free agency and we're sitting here interested in maybe, connecting a six round player to it a uh, cam jones is fun rangy football player can come up and really hit you so i'm interested in cam jones if i doubled up at wide receiver man bryce ford wheaton interests the hell out of me and i know a lot of people have kind of started to hint and tell me that but you're talking about one of the elite elite RAS scores of all time um in a big guy with with good change of direction and explosion and a, and a fast four four forty, I'm interested in him, and and I would I would not be mad if they took him, but I do think right here Cam Jones in the sixth round is what I'll end up going with. 
um, a linebacker right there that I think has a chance to find the field on Sundays and at minimum be a nice specials guy instantly as well on top of, you know, Matthew Adams that they added today. You need linebackers to play specials. Fields, Matthew Adams, and Cam Jones would be a really fun uh, mm-hmm. group to make your specials better because you need those guys. Um, you're up 140. Mm-hmm. You got to get a couple picks in because I'm actually at my six rounds. So you can do 140 and 190. Okay. Thanks, Jake. Yeah, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> so I, I, I still um, am intrigued by Ronnie Hickman just from the age perspective and, and the yeah. needed safety. Uh, and then Zach. Uh, Zach Kuntz is the other uh, player here that I think is interesting. Um, Zach Kuntz is the uh, first 10. He's the number one testing tight end of all time that they've looked at. You combine everything. Right. right. Ronnie Hickman has only given us uh, a height six foot and weight 203. I have nothing else on him until Ohio State's pro day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you said uh, Kuntz. Yeah. Um, literally, you know, they do a RAS score and then they do all time and he is the highest Yep. The only thing that he did not get elite in is size because he was only 255, and that was like a 7.3 compared to Pierce. Right. He's 6'7", 255. Made okay, who'd you take? Kuntz, for sure. You sold me. He's fun. He's I'm like athlete. a guy at a, guy at a used car lot at this point. Like You just point me in the direction of whatever car you're looking to get rid of. And, oh, this um, thing runs great. Yeah, exactly. It's the key, man. <laughs> okay, great. Sold. What, right, you got cash it. okay? <laughs> yeah cash okay yeah. um listen you're up again um we should probably remind people who you've selected and that's the only thing another yep. part of pro football focus what they should update uh, you took uh tyler scott you took carl brooks uh bowling green edge you took um Hodges Travis tomlinson, Hodges tomlinson the, the slot corner um mora ojimo attack out of texas and then deuce vaughn and then uh, the running back out of kansas state and then you just took um zach coons tight end from uh, old dominion uh, you got it so all right let's look at your pick 190 and see who's on the board uh let yeah. me see here obviously you know I'm a, I'm a i'm a huge keaton mitchell fan bryce ford wheaton is also available in your mock none of those players make sense given what you selected um juice scruggs is a fun long-term center but again the browns just signed a three-year deal stetson bennett can go sell some used cars himself um Although I think Stetson Bennett's got a chance to stick around the NFL. Dylan Horton's fun. He's an edge from TCU, late player, athletic stand-up type. Um, Ricky Stromberg's a nice center, interior player. PFF makes it a little more slim pickings at the end of these things. Um, mm-hmm. You can keep going down, see if there's anything of interest. Sort of late. Uh, Landers tested phenomenally. Nick Hampton's fun. An edge that would maybe be worth a dart throw. He's a little older, too, but... Um, could be worth a dart throw. Um, go ahead and click page two if you don't mind. Oh, we're going page two. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. We're out in the weeds. Uh, DJ Dale, not talked about him as much as Byron Young, but he is enticing. Um, you can keep going down a little bit. Jadakiss Bonds with an elite name. Um. It'd be cool to get an offensive lineman in the spot like this. It's Nick really- Saldaveri, um is is one of the few that are, are developmentally interesting mm-hmm. from ODU. You would get mm-hmm. two ODU players, which would be like yeah. uh, maybe a That's war crime. But yep. um, Britton Strange is fun, but you already took a tight end to develop. Daniel Scott is old, but he had an unbelievable testing performance at the safety position, and I know mm-hmm. you haven't taken one. Um, he's interesting. I really like some of the things his tape shows too. I, I don't know, man. You make a pick uh, that f- yeah. that fits your uh, desires for position stuff here. I don't well, know you know, the, the first one that jumped out to me is I, they, it, the way this goes, trading back into the third round, I think it would make sense for them to double up at edge or at wide receiver just because of, you know, kind of where they are with those rooms and needing depth. And at this point, you're drafting in the sixth round, you're drafting – somebody that might not even make the team. So you, you said the name Dylan Horton from a value perspective, he's, he's about right on track. So I'll, I'll, I'll press the button on, on that player. Yeah. Good stuff. I am going to switch back to me make my last pick. Then we'll go back to Andrew. So, so here's what I'll tell you. And I, I, I know this from talking to Corey Kennan a couple times, um, Jose Ramirez, maybe not the Jose Ramirez you're accustomed to as a Cleveland sports fan. He is an older edge 
uh, out of Eastern Michigan. Uh, I think he's going to be 24 at the time of the draft, but he is a really good athlete and he's big. And I think they might end up being very interested in taking him. Um, he's actually not as big as I thought. He plays a little bigger, and that could be compared compared to Piers. He's only six two ish, two forty five, but his four seven three forty and his shuttle and three cone were really strong. Older, I think he looks big, like he fits into this body type really well. Mm. So, if he's there in the sixth round, they could take him. But just just be notified that there's a connection there. Browns and Jose Ramirez. So I'm I'm up now, late pick for me. And I took the linebacker last round. If Zach Koontz is more likely to be gone in the fifth or sixth, but if he's here in the seventh, yep. I'm I mean, I would take him. You know, yep. you don't run into many times where an athlete is that explosive. I mean, literally, it's the history. He's the best testing guy in the history of that so i'll go i'll give you my team real quick uh andrew can make his pick and then we'll read go and you can you can make your pick blind uh and then and then we'll read off yours and mine so i have oj uh uh, i started with edge bj ojalari from lsu uh then we took jl skinner as a part of a future uh three safety room who i think has a future chance to take over for grant delpit if they don't want to give grant delpit a bigger second contract they want to keep that position very minimal uh, but he also can fill a role for this year as a big safety or dime backer. He can he can thump. Parker Washington, we take a wide receiver. We take Moro Ojimo, Texas defensive lineman, in the fourth round, our second pick in the fourth round. Two fifth-round picks as we traded back a little bit from 98. Uh, Rashawn Johnson uh, is who we take round five, pick five. Uh, pick 142, we take Colby Wooden out of Auburn from D-line flexibility. Cam Jones out of Indiana, we take it 190, and then 229, Zach Koontz. We made two trades. We traded with the Cardinals from pick round five, pick 21 this year to round five next year. I think the Cardinals is going to be an early round five pick, maybe even potentially the first pick of the fifth mm-hmm. round. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Chargers gave us um, an earlier fourth round pick for um, – we sent back – sorry, we sent back 98 for uh, – I don't even know how to count back. I mean, I don't know, like one <laughs> – what was it? 125, I think, is what we ended up getting back. 125 and – uh, we traded away with this pick here around 521 is the one we traded away to get the future Cardinal. So that's what we did on my side and it'll be your OBR mock uh, in the future, but not tomorrow because we're doing singular positions round by round this week for OBR mock drafts, daily mocks. Andrew over to your side. Let's see who you ended up going with Tyler Scott. like it. Uh, and this would be the range again, the range where he would go would be somewhere between 50 to 75. If you think he's not going to be like a 42, you don't need to force it. His, his opinion is all over the map. Like Dane loves him. There's some guys who love him. Some guys don't even have him as they have like as a fringe top 100 player. So it's a bit all over the board. Carl Brooks, flexible interior, big edge, pick 77, 98, Travis Hodges, Tomlinson, 111, Mora Ojimo. We like him, man. Deuce Vaughn, pick 126, like him a ton. Zach Koontz on two of our boards, so we doubled up a couple picks together. Dylan Horton, the edge from TCU at 190, and then a developmental, you know, just a big old lotto ticket uh, out of ODU. Uh, Nick Saldaveri is there as well. So those are your two mocks. We answered a ton of questions earlier. Um, Yeah, I I think anything else to add, Andrew? I don't think there's anything we didn't really get to. I think OSU's pro day is tomorrow. It might be. It's coming up very soon. Got to get these pro days in. Yeah, uh, and and somebody on Twitter was saying today that Marvin Harrison Jr. might be catching passes tomorrow, which would be fun for everybody. Yeah, I think they did. Justin Fields was throwing to uh, Wilson and and, um, what's his name? Uh, who am I? Who am I blanking on? Um, Alave. Alave. Before they yep. were draft eligible too, so it'd be very much Ohio State would you know they do that. So um, yep. that'll be a fun one. I think they'll probably have that on ESPN. They'll air it live for some portions of it because of the yep. you know CJ Stroud potential first pick stuff. So we'll see a large portion of that. That's it though. We're going to sign out. We've had a fun day to mock drafts here. Um, if you watch this on YouTube or you watch this on Twitch, leave it in the comment which one you like the most. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. We'll be back tomorrow with OBR Weekly Barry and Fred. We'll jump in and have that show, and then um, we'll put out some podcasts on the OBR film breakdown of some variety as I get settled back into Ohio for the long run. Andrew and I will get together. We missed franchise mode last week. We'll get together for franchise mode this week and yeah. talk about some of the uh, catch up, some of the other ones. Yeah, maybe next week if there's more steam or 
whatever smoke around this Jerry Judy thing. We'll do dueling mock drafts where we trade away 42. So yep. yeah, if they trade away 42, we're still doing this. This is a part of our whole OBR thing is we're always doing mock yeah. stuff. We want the draft is fun. Yeah. Even if you don't start your pick until 98, it's still fun. You know, it's event. It's a football calendar event that we like to build up to. So fun stuff all around guys. Thanks for being here. We really appreciate you always stopping by supporting the OBR and, and continuing to build the family stuff around here that we love. So kudos to you guys. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks to, um, you know, our, our group here puts together everything we do at the OBR in terms of the graphics and all of that to make this stuff fun. So again, appreciate you. Have a great night. The OBR film breakdown for the OBR website. Good night and go Browns. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.